Hello, and welcome to The Staffing Show, the only podcast that delivers tools, tips, and tactics from the staffing and recruiting industry's top executives and thought leaders. So we're here in Vegas for the Travelers Conference talking to Earl Dalton, CNO at Health Carousel. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. It is my pleasure. Um, so you just gave uh, a talk just minutes ago on um, overcoming conflict on travel nursing assignments. Can you give our listeners a little recap of that talk? Absolutely. I'd love to. So uh, my discussion today was with um, and targeted for nurses that are on assignment. Um, and really, it talks about a couple of different things. I think at the highest level, uh, it talks about the perfect storm that is sort of happening, uh, I think, at the bedside in the United States right now. So um, the government is trying to control spending. Um, and, you know, we have a runaway freight train on, on healthcare spending. So there are a lot of interventions at the federal level and state level trying to curtail costs. Um, and so hospitals are being asked to do with, uh, do more with less. Um, at that same time, uh, we're at a unique point in our industry where there is a lot of folks retiring. So there's a lot of RNs who, uh, certainly over the next 10 years or so will be retiring from the industry. Um, and so in their retirement, A, we lose a lot of our labor force, uh, but then secondarily, uh, we lose a lot of wisdom mm-hmm. out of our craft. And mm-hmm. so a lot of folks who've been guiding our way and had all the experience, those folks aren't going to be there anymore. Um, and then thirdly, I started in this talk, talk about um, the stages of team formation and team mm-hmm. development, uh, which are forming, storming, norming, um, performing. Mm-hmm. And so um, when I bring up those concepts in and around what is a perfect storm in the United States of more tension, more stress, mm-hmm. less experienced people around. Uh, I think uh, those that take assignments around the United States have to be more equipped than ever to understand um, conflict uh, in its natural place in the formation of a team and how to over- overcome it. So the secret sauce in the whole talk is really centered around um it is normal to have a storming phase when you have a new team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are, there are books written actually on uh, how you overcome that conflict. Mm-hmm. So you need to have um, open, regular, and frequent conversation with your leader mm-hmm. on the site um, to make sure that things are going well. And so I picture it looking something like um, a traveling nurse who's on assignment can say to their charge nurse or their manager, uh, hey, how's it going for you? Uh, how, am I, how am I performing? Is there any issues that you see in my care? Um, and then conversely, uh, a manager can ask the nurse, how are we performing for you? It does, does that feel right? Um, and so in doing that, I think um, it's, it's, it can be just a conversation in the beginning. Um, but when folks don't tackle things he- in the healthy way, we're sort of shaking a soda can, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's mm-hmm. more and more pressures building up. And then um, it bridges over a place where there's such a divide that it can't be closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how that expresses for me from my chair is that all of a sudden the nurse's attendance to the job starts to go down. They're calling off shift more and more. They're less and less um, satisfied with the work they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's important to me. I, w- I want people to be really happy with the work they're doing. Um, I'd like for the hospitals and, uh, and those folks to be happy with the nurses' performance as well. Those things are, are critically important. Um, and I think through healthy discussion and people coming with a healthy skill set into that, it can be overcome. Um, and so that's a lot of what that talk talks about is that we're uh, in a time of stress. 
uh, more than we've ever been due, due to factors that are at a macro level, I think, affecting our industry. Um, and then it's about the skill set of a nurse and the leader, uh, about whether you can have a healthy, regular conversation uh, around conflict and those sorts of things. And uh, this, I feel like this, that gives me a little window into your work as a CNO for mm-hmm. a staffing firm for healthcare cell. But can you talk a little bit about that? Because it seems like a unique position. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, it is incredibly unique for me as a nurse um, to sit um, where, where the nursing staff that I get a chance to work with are not directly in front of me, where I can just run floor to floor every day, as has been my past. Um, so we depend a lot on... Um, uh, triggers and alerts through our recruiting staff um, and account managers and folks like that to help tip us off that there might be issues on assignments for nurses. Um, again, one of the, one of the things that I value the most is whether or not people are having a positive experience because uh, I know that when folks are having a positive experience, patients will get better care um, and and those things have been studied. And so um, we listen a lot from from my position about recruiters. Tell me about what you're hearing with your nurses. Are they getting to work? Are they calling off? Are they doing those sorts of things? Because uh, those would be indicators that things aren't right. Mm-hmm. And so um, those are places where I get a chance to advocate for our staff uh, to maybe phone up a hospital and say, hey, tell me about what's happening with uh, with any one of the folks that, that might be working for us. So uh, part of the role, I think, for me um, is, is to be an advocate for the nurse. Um, and, and through that, I feel like I'm an advocate for the patient that they represent. Um, and so I take that work incredibly seriously um, as I roll through um, any one of my days. Mm-hmm. You know, an, another important part of that job um, is being a coach and mentor and a developer of people. Mm-hmm. And so even when Gretzky, I'm a hockey guy, and even when Gretzky said um, he loved coaches that could push him mm-hmm. and develop him into greater things. Um, and I believe that to be true of the staff that, that come to work for us. They, they want to know where they could have done better. They want that feedback. Um, and so uh, part of my job is to hold a mirror up and uh, reflect their care back to them so that they can see it in a real way uh, that is objective, that might be themed out about uh, things that they're good at and things that they're not good at. Um, so they get a chance to do better. So when I sandwich those two things together, um, it's really about being a strong advocate for nurses who are out there doing this work. Uh, and helping patients and, uh, and making healthcare work better all over the country. Um, and then I combine that with each one of those people I feel a duty to, to develop and to uh, try to give them just one thing in the time they may have worked with us to, hey, you might want to think about looking at um, any number of things that they're doing to make sure that they get a chance to grow and develop. This episode of The Staffing Show is brought to you by Staffing Referrals the only recruiter referral platform designed specifically for staffing firms. If you're like most staffing firms, you're probably not using a digital referral platform, which means you're missing up to 60% of your potential referral placements. That's where Staffing Referrals comes in. Their recruiter referral platform helps you capture more referrals by transforming your candidates and contractors into digital brand ambassadors. Why do staffing firms love staffing referrals? You'll instantly get a referral program, like the ones used by Lyft, Uber, and Airbnb. Your recruiters get their very own brand ambassador program, and your company will get more referral leads than ever before. I think you should check it out. If you'd like to get more referral leads for your recruiters, check out their 90-day pilot. 
They're giving Staffing Show listeners $500 off their first 90 days. To claim your $500 discount, visit staffingreferrals.com forward slash hub. I think you'll love it. For, uh, it seems like you are, are really able to hold the patient in the center of the work that you do too. That makes sense with your experience as a CNO. Um, for recruiters and staffing execs who don't necessarily have that hands-on experience, do you have any advice on how they can sort of keep that quality of care at the center of the work that they yeah, do? Yeah, absolutely. So that's um, the hidden and third pillar of my job, if I had to say. Uh, and so, so you're right. As a nurse, um, nurses are often, I feel, called to the position. And so I feel incredible duty to the patients, whether they uh, are directly touched by my hands or indirectly through the people that serve us. Um, and so uh, the third sort of role, uh, along with being a great advocate and a great coach for our nurses, the third role I, I feel like I have as the CNO of Health Carousel is to help train the internal staff mm-hmm. uh, and reflect to them that there is a patient in the center of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, you know, we, we are deeply tied to our mission, which is to... Um, um, to improve healthcare and, and improve lives. Um, and so um, I have things that are called like campfire talks, we call them, and that sort of thing. Uh, they're really sort of lunch and learn environments, that is sort of thing, where we'll play out. Uh, here's what a nurse may be expressing to you, but understand the five patients behind her name that she's taking care of on any given assignment um, and that sort of thing. And so um, me and the team that, that I'm responsible for at Health Carousel, uh, we spend a lot of time getting in front of our recruiters uh, and account managers uh, and we'll talk a lot about um, what does it mean to be a med search nurse? Mm-hmm. What, what does that look like? What does it mean to be an intensive care nurse? Mm-hmm. Uh, what kinds of patients are those? How did they get there? How did they get out of that place? Um, and so we've, we really work hard on um, a sort of an educational role internally in our mm-hmm. company. Um, and we feel pretty dedicated to that because we know that ultimately our recruiters and account managers are touching those patients mm-hmm. um, through the nurses they employ. Um, and they should know. And they should know what an impact that makes. So you you mentioned some of the macro trends that are impacting the industry as a whole, such as the incredible um, burden of spend in healthcare mm-hmm. or um, uh, this the nurse staffing shortage. Um, how do you how do you anticipate the industry changing in the next few years? Great question. And so um, one of the things that's emerging out of the research that's being done around the demographics of, uh, of nurses exiting uh, through retirements, etc., is that it's going to be a regionally specific thing. So um, Ohio may not feel it as bad as Oregon, and Oregon may not feel it as bad as California, and on we go. And so um, it just turns out through the randomness of demographics, there are places in the country where there are younger people, and there are places just because there are older populations. Um, and so, what we're going to see, I think, over the next ten to fifteen years, are um, regionally specific. Um, shortages in nursing where some folks you may go to a conference and um and a cno two rows down says yeah no it's not that bad we're able to recruit and get nurses to come to work and the cno two doors up is going god i wonder what's wrong with us why can't we mm-hmm. but but regionally they they come from different places that just are um they, they have different demographics that they can pull from mm-hmm. uh, to get nurses to come to work there and so um I think certainly within the staffing industry, um, it's clear um, that a couple of things are trending out. First off, 
nursing, um, the hospitals are defining their quality through nursing and nursing care. Uh, so things that we would call nurse sensitive indicators like falls rates and mm. pressure ulcer rates and infection rates and these sorts of things in hospitals um, are going to be defined at the strength of the nursing core that's in a hospital. Mm. Uh, and so the better off your nursing team is, uh, the more that they put on the billboards to say how the hospital is great. Mm. Um, so getting highly trained, highly formally trained in BSN and greater uh, formal degrees, hospitals want that and are pushing for that. Mm. Uh, so I think we're going to see that sort of continue in a trend where um, the most marketable nurse will be is clearly the one who has experience but also has a lot of formal education behind their name. Yeah, I think we're going to see that. Um, I think there are going to become mecca places where there's lots of um, short assignment nurses, travel nurses, that sort of thing, and places that aren't dipping from that well as much because they just have been blessed with a demographic that's a little little different than that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think think that's how it's going to look from that perspective as we go through the next 10 or 15 years in the staffing industry. And um, education is something that's come up a lot today at the conference and sort of the role of nursing education in helping stem the shortage. Do you think there's anything from a staffing agency perspective that staffing execs or recruiters even could do to, to help this this, this sort of gap in education. Absolutely. So um, I, I think the, the companies that are forward thinking um, and are investing in the development of these of these of the of this sector of the of the industry are the ones that are going to win. Uh, because as I pointed out, even when Gretzky, his best coaches were the ones who pushed him and developed him. And so uh, nurses in this space, um, the, the, what I worry about is. Um, like a nurse who sort of lives in one hospital under one roof with a leadership team gets reflected feedback a fair bit mm-hmm. and can grow and develop with what their strengths are and what their weaknesses are because they have a fairly stable manager and a fairly stable leadership team under one roof. Nurses who jump in and out of assignments over 13 weeks over a career um, in many ways don't get that commonality. They don't get that uh, same person all the time. Um, and so I think there's a duty uh, for st- for the staffing companies to sort of own that space. And so the most forward thinking of our groups are offering nurse certifications. Uh, We'll help you join your professional body, whether it's the critical care professional organization or the uh, OR, wherever it is, uh, helping people bridge those gaps so that that people can see there's advantages to that um, additional uh, knowledge that those associations have. And Mm so um, what's nice is that the associations are out there, right? So there's a critical care association and an OR and the L&D mother baby area and all that. So it's about how do we connect people into them. So I don't think staffing companies have to think up how to develop the nurses, but we've got to bridge those connection points. Um, And so um, in 2011, the IOM, the Institute of Medicine, came out with uh, a huge report that that, um, really has told us that nursing is going to have to invest in more formal education to survive through the 2020s and beyond. Um, And so there's an initiative out there to have 80% of the nursing world at BSN or stronger by 2020. Um, And in 2018, we're only about 54% of the way there. 
So we're not likely to hit the mark by 2020. Um, but that's the push is, mm-hmm. is for uh, companies like the one I'm working with um, um, and, and folks in this sector to find a way to uh, connect our nurses into that. And so programs of transitions of practice where I'm a med search nurse, but I'd like to become an ICU nurse. Mm-hmm. Well, let's guide a pathway for that. And so some of the most forward thinking uh, folks that I get a chance to partner with, peers of mine in the industry, um, we're really sort of talking about that, about uh, what would a transition in practice look like mm-hmm. uh, where a nurse is not capable of the next level of care, but would like to, mm-hmm. uh, but constantly does 13 weeks assignments. And so how do you, how do you bridge that? And, um, and so I think that's a partnership of technology uh, with companies like HealthStream, et cetera, which are learning management systems to give them the uh, competencies internally uh, and then partner with organizations where they can express that competency and skill. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they get floating opportunities to intensive care, et cetera, into the OR and, and that sort of thing. And so um, we're clearly doing a lot of work on that internally in health carousel. And uh, some of the most forward-thinking folks in my industry are doing the same thing. We're trying to partner on those things. This episode of The Staffing Show is brought to you by Text Us. You might remember Text Us for their conversational text messaging software that helps recruiters communicate faster with candidates. Since launching four years ago, TextUs has become the largest provider of text messaging to the staffing industry. In fact, over 500 staffing firms choose TextUs, more than any other texting software on the market. Why are they so popular? Because getting a hold of the top talent is more difficult than ever. That's where TextUs comes in. Their real-time communication platform helps your recruiters cut through the noise and get a response. If you want to increase recruiter productivity, you should check out TextUs. You can claim your Staffing Show exclusive free 30-day pilot by visiting textus.com forward slash hub. Just go to textus.com forward slash hub to claim your pilot and start recruiting in real time. I feel like you really highlight the fact that as a like the the staffing agency is the point of continuity for these travel nurses like they're they're changing hospitals maybe every 13 weeks but you guys are always there with them and I'm wondering outside of uh, professional development which is obviously huge but what what other ways can staffing firms think about keeping their travel nurses happy right um, and so I think um, you know, clearly, I think what's leading the industry right now is um, there's a couple of different ways to approach it. So um, I think you can have recruiters that are specialized in that I'm just an ED recruiter mm-hmm. and that's all I'll do. And I know that world incredibly well. Mm-hmm. And so they're better at making matches for people in the world. Mm-hmm. Um or uh, folks that build out a real family atmosphere, uh, which is, uh, I see that a lot playing out. But I think it's about developing an internal staff that um, that externally is meeting that need for what these folks are looking for that are on travel assignments. Um, and so connection to professional development, clearly I think that's a big piece of what they want. Um, developing transition to care practice plans where they can become something different if they're involved in that sort of thing. Um, those are the things I think that folks want to take from us um, they're not working permanent jobs because they're not interested in something deeper than that. Mm-hmm. They want sort of um, they want to have a wide variety of choice with somebody who understands how to place me specifically because mm-hmm. I'm a different kind of nurse. I'm an ED nurse or an OR nurse mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, so um, those are things that I see that are working well in the industry that mm-hmm. that nurses that we're working with really like plugging into. Mm-hmm. That's great. And um, what? 
uh, what would you say is uh, on the horizon for health carousel? On the horizon for health carousel, wow, that's a big question. So uh, we are challenged, I am challenged every day by uh, the leaders that I get a chance to work with um, to not build things for now, but build things for their future. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we constantly push ourselves to, to not try to be a now company. Um, and I need a process that will work for the groups I'm working with now. What would that look like as we grow and as um, as the conditions continue to change? And so um, I think there's a couple of things in that. I think you have to have a, uh, people who really understand the macro environment of uh, where are, where is the government likely to take things um, because there's there's things that are being affected there from immigration um, through fiscal responsibility at the hospital level, that sort of thing. Um, I think even at a little bit more of a micro phase, uh, what hospitals are joining systems together. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of thought out there that the future of healthcare in a city are, is one super system, not multiple systems competing within a city. That mm-hmm. uh, there's not, not enough economic force in that. Uh, so I think you know I think the companies that will succeed in the future are really understanding a what the government is uh, trending to do mm-hmm. um, and what what the legislation will look like. Um, I think smart business analytics around what companies do we see partnering together, ones buying the other out that sort of thing from a hospital perspective uh, will will really guide where folks go for the future um, and then how do you get out of your own way to maximize into a workforce that needs to be agile um, that needs to move fast um, and you know the biggest thing I see in that is not clinging to uh, cultural rules and traditions and things like that I think um, some of the most successful um, businesses out there don't cling to those sorts of things, right? It's not this way because we always done it this way. Um, and in fact, that might be a reason to not do it that way. Um, so I really feel like the leadership that I get a chance to work with really do push us to how do we do it different tomorrow than we're doing, doing it today. Thanks for listening to The Staffing Show. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at staffinghub.com to never miss an episode. Until next time.